0: Welcome to the Love Gods, where two romance audiobook narrators answer listener-submitted questions about love, sex, and romance. I'm Tim Page. And I'm William DeCajimo. Oh yeah, quick disclaimer, this show is for whatever that was purposes only. If you need real help, please seek out a qualified professional. (laughs) And please don't listen with the kids. They're going to be emotionally scarred for life. Especially if they hear that. Like the adults are going to be emotionally scarred for life. They're
1: sure. like, when when did Tim ditch Liam? I mean, good move, right? Good move for Tim to ditch Liam, but why did he hire Elmer Fudd? Like,
0: <laughs> oh God, I wouldn't do that. By the way, I would ditch you, but I wouldn't hire Elmer Fudd.
1: No, no, I don't think anybody would. I mean, yeah. ditch me, everybody would, but Elmer Fudd, I I don't think so.
0: <laughs> yeah. So if you want to listen around your kids, I we should start this off with a story. Our our mutual friend Aaron uh, sent us something on Instagram that was perfect for Liam. Um, it's the perfect Christmas gift. So I'm going to get him one. Uh, it's called the, what is it? Baldo? The Baldo. Yeah. Baldo. And it is a dildo for your balls. You, uh, put your balls inside of it and you can penetrate your partner with them. So that's It's fucking genius. And I
1: don't know how I didn't think of this first. Right? Because how many times have we joked about like popping at least one testicle into a vagina yeah, and then popping the other one in, pulling them both out and going, twins, like right. that's been like a long standing joke. So yep. I don't know why building a dildo that could situate itself around your ball sack was not like prevalent in my prefrontal cortex. You know, it's, I don't it's,
0: know. Yeah, it's one of those ideas when when somebody has it and you're like why why didn't i fucking think of that no
1: you know? that's most ideas that's uh, honestly at this point that's most ideas it's revolutionary
0: well our, <laughs> our brains don't work that way like you know you turn the big 40 now so your brain is complete mush
1: i thought you were going to just um, st- stop it. our brains don't work and <laughs> that would have s- still been completely accurate fair that's fair <laughs> I, mean, I did i did turn 40 uh that wasn't the reason we didn't record last week no. uh my my brother in law is a computer whiz and
0: um He pees on him, computers for a living.
1: Yeah, and him and uh the rest of my extended family on my wife's side of the family, they all pitched in to buy me a new computer. Uh, which was super fucking nice of them, but we had to transfer all the data from the old computer to the new one, and it basically took two days to do that. Like it was nuts. Yeah. It wasn't like we could just unplug the hard drive and then plug it into <laughs> the new computer because the new computer wasn't compatible with like the old hard drive. So that was it was kind of like a whole ordeal that we had to move that data to my external hard drive and then try to re-upload that to the new hard drive that was in the new computer. So yeah, it was it was different. So from but we did scratch. finally get it up and running, thus I am recording today.
0: Yay! You're able to get back to work and you know, narrate your sex books. Yeah.
1: My 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 friend, my sex box books. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's my sex box. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad to I'm glad that you're back and we could ruin everybody's day by releasing a new episode. Uh, we got the stats from Spotify. That told us all about the show, which I thought was... Some of them were kind of cool. Like, we had... um, What was it? We're in the top 15% most followed podcasts, which is awesome. That's like, for, for the people that listen to us, what percentage of them actually subscribe to the show or follow the show. And so we're, like, way up there. So that's cool. You guys fucking love us, so that's fun. And also, we learned about you, the listeners, that you are podcast aficionado's you're in tune with the past and present gravitating toward podcasts that stand the test of time so that's cool <laughs> and our average podcast uh score was 5 stars so thank you fuck yeah that's dope yeah you guys are fucking awesome so thanks for supporting this bullshit that we do um speaking of which we get support from a sponsor and i'm going to tell you about them now and they're called better help we've never talked about them before But we're grateful for our sponsor, BetterHelp. They're an online platform that connects you with your own licensed professional therapist online from the comfort of your own home. Whether you want to get help over, you know, calls or chat or video calls, they have the tools you need to get the most out of working with your therapist. Once you sign up, it's really easy. You just fill out uh, some questions in a questionnaire, tell them what you're looking for, and within 48 hours, you'll be able to start communicating with your therapist. They have specialists in tons of different areas, including things like LGBTQ plus related issues, romance, sex, and lots of non-romance based things as well. Uh, I love that if I'm struggling, I can open up the app. I can message my therapist and uh, she usually replies really, really quickly. So, you know, if I'm having a moment and I need some help, I can get help really quickly and then we can help on the phone or do a video session. No sitting around awkwardly in a waiting room, driving forever to find the right person and if you want to change counselors, if you find your therapist isn't the one for you, you can do that for free at any time. And what we love is that it's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Our listeners get a special 10% discount on their first month of BetterHelp when they sign up at betterhelp.com slash lovegods. That's Better hel slash lovegods. We say at the beginning of every episode that we're a couple of fucking morons and that if you need help, you should speak to a therapist This is our favorite way to do that. So get your 10% discount from your first month at betterhelp.com slash lovegods. That's Better com slash lovegods. It supports the show, pays for the hosting for this ridiculous podcast, and they're an amazing service. So thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring our fucking show. Fuck yeah. Keeping us alive and well. Alive. Jesus. We're really struggling because of mentally. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's why I have BetterHelp. Um, I actually bought a game uh, that's, I don't remember what the hell it was called now, but um, I bought a, it's like a card game that you're supposed to play. Um, I think it's like, it's really being marketed towards men, but the idea is to get you talking about your shit. Like, it'll ask you, not like your literal shit, but it'll ask you like, (laughs) you know, what's, what's one thing that's weighing you down right now? And- Everybody's supposed to write down an answer. <laughs> yes, for <laughs> you. Yes. Everybody's supposed to write down an answer and then, you know, somebody picks the one that they connect with most or you can play it to where, like, they try to peg who wrote which thing. Um, but it comes with a free month of BetterHelp, which I thought was so cool. So That's dope. I like that. Yeah. All right. Let's get to this week's questions. It's question time with Tim and Liam. Suck our fucking dicks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, is that the theme song? Because I'm totally behind it. <laughs> yep. That's the one. Somebody uh, clipped that and turned it into a song. Thank you. So this one comes from Cheating Friend. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Cheating Friend says, What do you do when someone you care about is stepping out on their partner? My friend is having an affair. And to make matters worse, the guy she's sleeping with is a married father. And there are multiple people involved in the affair. Several women all at the same time. I mean, that sounds like fun. Um, I've been cheated on. <laughs> What's the actually, problem? <laughs> it actually really doesn't sound like fun. I'm not down. Um, I've been cheated on and it ripped my heart out, so I don't know what to do. She just had a baby and I'm worried that this is maybe postpartum depression or something like that going on. I don't want to lose my friend, but I feel like I morally can't sit by and not say something. Help. All right, Liam. Help. So wait, so let me get this straight. So this person
1: is the friend of the girl who is having an affair on her husband with another dude who
0: is married and then also there are other women involved that's what it sounds like and it sounds like the guy F- is a dad and the the woman involved the, <clears throat> the woman the involved the friend yes the friend uh just had a baby fuck's sake like
1: like Okay, so first off, so many questions. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. I, this is where, I, like, I wish we could do a live thing and answer these questions live.
1: Right? I mean, so it, it's tough, right? Because do you know for a fact that they don't have an open relationship? Like your friend and or the dude. Because if there are multiple women involved, that would, like, my gut instinct would be like, well, this is probably some form of polygamy or polyamory or open marriage, however you want to phrase it. Um, In which case, like you could ask your friend, like, Hey, what is the situation here? But I don't know if I would go straight to like your friend's husband and be like, Hey, this is what's happening. Um, I mean, maybe encourage your friend to have that conversation because this is, this is tough, right? Cause I get it in your head. You're thinking like, I need to do, what I feel is right. And in this situation, like typically it is like, yeah, I would want to tell the husband like, Hey, this is what's going on. But also at the end of the day, like it's their marriage and they have to kind of sort out whatever this is. So I, if anything, I would have that conversation with my friend first and be like, Hey, me personally, I don't really think this is a good idea. I think your husband has a right to know what's going on. You know, not just from a marriage standpoint, but from like a sexual safety standpoint. Because who knows if any of these partners are are tested or using proper safe sex protocols. So I think there's a lot to there's a lot to this situation, and um, it, it it is tough because for me, like if my wife was cheating on me with a married dude and with a whole bunch of people like, yeah, I would want to know, but if I'm not close with my wife's friend, if it comes from them, I might not even believe them. You know, like it depends on what my relationship is to that person, depending on how, how much, how how much am I going to believe this individual, especially if I am not okay with the situation, but this person tells me something and then I go to my wife and she's like, oh, she's lying. I don't know what she's talking about. Like, Do you believe the friend over your wife? Like, I I don't know. I feel like this is a real fucked up situation and I don't think there's like a definitive answer for what you can do to resolve it other than encourage your friend to have that conversation because obviously there's something wrong or missing in that marriage that it's not working for her. If that is the case, if it's not an open marriage. Um, So I would have that. I would encourage you to have that conversation with your friend and say, hey, like, I don't think this is right. I don't think what you're doing to your husband, if he's not in the know on this situation, and he wouldn't be okay with it. I think you owe it to him as his wife to let him know what's happening, and then move on from there. I don't know, dude. What about you? What should, what would be your advice?
0: Yeah, I mean, okay. So I'm going to approach this from a standpoint of like it's cheating because it, you know, you can. There is cheating in an open relationship. There's cheating in a polyamorous relationship. Like, you know it if it if you're breaking the rules of the agreement it's still cheating but let's just approach this as if um as if it's it's just a whatever whatever kind whatever style of relationship there's cheating right like your friend is cheating and um her husband does not know about it and it would not approve right that kind of situation let's let's approach it from that uh vantage point um I would definitely. I'm 100% in agreement that you don't just go to the husband and be like, "Hey, she's cheating on you, right?" This, I, I, if I were to put myself in your shoes and imagine a fucking uh, alternate reality where Liam w- was cheating on Brittany, which would never happen in a million years, and I would fucking kill you if you ever did. That, <laughs> which you know I would, and you'd want me to. Oh um, yeah. You know, the first thing I would do, and again, it depends on it depends on your friendship, right? It depends on how close you are. It depends on the dynamic that you have. But if it was Liam and I, I would literally fucking get on a plane and fly out there and be like, hi, we need to go out to dinner or something. We need to go do something, go for a walk. And then I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? You stupid right? fucking idiot. Like, what are you doing? Um, but that's, that's the dy- dynamic we have. Like, if I'm fucking up, Liam will call me and fucking scream at me. And that's what I would want. Like, at least be like, dude, what are you doing, right? You don't have to go at it from a standpoint of like, I'm angry at you, you're doing something bad. But it can be like, I love you enough to call you and be like, you're being a fucking moron, right? I think that that's okay, but it depends on your dynamic. That's ours. I know a lot of people that they their friendships are not like that. And if you do that, it's insta-shutdown, I'm not talking to you, fuck off, and it's a fight. Liam and I don't fight, so we could we could have that type of situation where, you know, I could go at him, guns blazing, he could go at me, guns blazing, and we'd be like, "Oh shit, you're right, you know, um, chances are she probably knows she's doing something wrong um and i i've never I've never been a cheater. I've never cheated, I've been cheated on. I know what it feels like, but I don't know what it feels like." in the shoes of somebody who has cheated, but I know people who I love and care about who have cheated, and I know that it often comes from a place of hurt, insecurity, um, you know, feeling alone, feeling disconnected from their partner, and that's not to place blame on the partner. It's just trying to understand the psychology of where they're at, and I think you can come at your friend and be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And then try to figure out what's going on. And I think, I do think in most cases, the outcome needs to be, hey, you know, you're going to have to talk to your husband about this. You're going to have to tell him what you're doing, um, especially because, yeah, like you said, not only is there one, you know, partner involved in this, but there's several partners involved. And, you know, even using condoms and stuff like that, like if I were in a polyamorous relationship, my rule with my partner would be, I need to know when you're sleeping with somebody, um... I need to know when you're sleeping with somebody, because if it's a new partner, I want to get tested each time. Right. And, um, you know, every polyamorous person I know is in a similar boat. So, you know, it's the same thing here with cheating. You know, you're this this woman is sleeping with somebody else when her husband is under the impression that he's the only one. So, yeah, I do think he needs to know. But you definitely want it to be her being the one who tells him about it. And, um, I don't think there's any way around that. And if she's not willing to tell him about it and she's, you know, whatever, um, I don't know that you can make her do it. Uh, and I think I would question the integrity of my friend at that point, you know, maybe that's harsh, but it's true. Like if, if I, I know if I came to Liam in that situation and I was like, dude, you know, you, you have to tell her, you have to fucking tell her. And he was like, Yeah, and then never told her I would I would question who I knew as my best friend for the last 20 years because that's not, you know, that's that's lacking major integrity. And I'm not trying to shit on your friend because maybe she won't do that. But, yeah, I think I think that's where I fall on that.
1: Yeah. No, I think that that makes sense, especially because it's like if that friend is as close, uh, you know, if, if, if this is your best friend, you would know whether or not their marriage is an open marriage. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah, at that point, then probably I'd be like, look, I'm not going to do like a you better tell him or I will. It's like, hey, you better tell him or I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Like, I'm cutting you out because yeah. you're not the person I thought you were. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, it, it tells you a lot about a person. And again, you know, I'm I'm not like shitting on anybody who ever cheats. Like, I do think cheating is fucked up. I think it's it's awful. It's one of the worst things that you can do. But I also understand that it happens. It happens way more often than... Um, I think most people would like. And I don't think that cheating in itself is indicative of somebody being a bad person. I I think we all make mistakes and that's a big one, but we all make mistakes. But I do think what we do afterwards is almost more important, right? Like owning up to our fuck ups is is big, it's key. And um, I guess there's probably some scenarios where maybe not owning up to it is best, but I think most of the time it is. And it sounds like in this case, um, it's almost a requirement. So, yeah. I hope that helps. I'm sorry you're in that situation, <laughs> and I know how hard that is. Um, you know, because you know, we Liam and I have been in a similar situation. We knew somebody who was cheating. Uh, we literally witnessed it happen. So, yep. Uh, yep. With somebody who's no longer a friend. Because that was well, just. And that's, what he was. and that's how it works out. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. So this one came in from Cindy. Cindy said, does getting engaged change something in men's brains ever since my fiance and I got engaged? It has been one argument after another. When we were just dating, we almost never fought. But now it's like I can't do anything right. What the fuck? Um, I I can tell you uh, we Liam and I might have to approach this. From a, not what we feel, but what people we know feel. Because I know both of us, when we got engaged, we're both just like fucking floating around with just like happiness in our brains, you know? Like, we were like, holy shit, the woman we love like wants to spend forever with us. Holy shit, right? Like we we had our, our shit, right? But n- yeah, I I don't think that I had anything close to that where it was like suddenly we're fighting all the time. But I know a lot of dudes where getting engaged, all of a sudden panic mode just clicked in. Like the same way that it happens with a lot of people, you know, that like that pre-wedding jitters and stuff, you know, it it happens with men too, although I think it's less maybe um, publicized. Prevalent. I don't even know about prevalent, but I just don't, it's not talked about as much maybe. But I think a lot of guys end up, Sort of just being like, holy fuck, do I really, is this the person I really want to be with forever, right? And that like reptilian brain of like, all right, but now I can't fuck anybody else Um, (laughs) happens, right? And so, and then like there's that How I Met Your Mother episode where they all start to realize the thing about the other person that they had the blinders on and the glass breaks and all of a sudden they can't unsee that thing that drives them fucking crazy, I think that happens for a lot of people when they get engaged, because like, that's the point at which a lot of people go, oh, this is a real relationship now, which I think is fucking stupid. But regardless, you know, that happens. And so now, you know, it's like, okay, now all these things that we're going to fight about because I'm going to have to deal with this forever. And like, there's that just weird thing that happens in people's brains. I don't even think just men, but like people in general so I would be willing to bet if if you guys had like, you weren't fighting a lot, you know, and um, you almost never fought and then all of a sudden you get engaged and now it's happening a lot. I would bet it's a lot of something like that. And I think it's something worth talking about. Like, hey, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not blaming you because it's both of us. And it seems like we're arguing a lot more, we're fighting a lot more. And I want to understand where we're at. Um, you know, I want to see if maybe you're feeling the same thing I am. If you feel like, you know, we're we're having these disagreements a lot, and where's your head at? Like, are you nervous? Are you? Do you feel like you made the wrong choice? Like, I really want to get to the bottom of this, especially now, um, you know, before it becomes even harder to find out if if we made a mistake. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. No, I think that that makes perfect sense, and I, I would probably echo a lot of that because um, you, I think when you were saying pre pre-wedding jitters, I think sometimes too, it's this concept of like Mm self-sabotage. You know, like if you don't have the confidence, you may be looking at your partner being like, well, I don't deserve her. I can't believe that she, you know, you and I were floating around on cloud nine, but for some other people, they may go into that panic mode where they're like, well, uh," like imposter syndrome. Like they're going to figure out I'm not who they think I am. Yep. And they're not going to be happy with me as a husband. So I better test it to see how shitty eye can be to see if that drives them off. You know what I mean? Like it's, and they might not even be consciously doing it. It's just like a, 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 a subconscious form of self-sabotage just because they, they don't believe that they deserve happiness or this person or whatever the case may be. So there, that might be very much a part of it as well. So um, I would say, try to approach them as you said uh, with, with that, in mind and just say, Hey, where's your head at? Like, it seems like we're arguing a lot more and I feel like we never did before that. Is there something that's changed? Is there something that I'm doing that's different? Um, and then, you know, if you can't really figure it out, it may be worth it to go, Hey, let's go back to just dating and see if that works, you know? And like kind of taking the pressure off of being engaged and seeing if that kind of helps the situation. If it doesn't, then yeah, maybe you guys have realized that you're just not compatible, in which case you saved yourself a really big fucking expensive lesson. Yeah. Um But you know, it's you gotta do what's what's best for you. But yeah, my my recommendation would be to have that conversation, be open, be honest, uh, but also be prepared that the solution may not be what you initially want it to be.
0: Yeah. And it's going to be hard one way or another, right? Like it's going to be hard to get to the bottom of it because it's like, why are we, why are we like this now? And even if it turns out, no, like you both really want to be together, but now there's some things that came to the surface that weren't there before or that you didn't recognize before. That's hard. That's hard to work through, right? Like, but also, you know, good relationships take work, You know, I've I've heard like, uh, I don't know where I heard it recently, but I heard somebody say like a great relationship shouldn't be so much work. And I'm like, what What the (laughs) fuck are you talking? What relationship have you ever seen that doesn't take work? It shouldn't be like, I fucking hate my life work. It shouldn't be, you know, digging ditches in the fucking summer sun, but it's work and it's hard and it's emotional. The people that you love the most are the people that can hurt you the most and often do, even if they don't mean to, like that's. That's life, right? Like the people that we we love the most and the deepest and whose opinions we care about the most when when that's like when it's off or when they're upset with you, like yeah, that's the thing that that hits us heavy, right? But it does it does take work and it's worth it work. That's the difference. When it's when it's something that's good, it's worth the work. If it's not worth the work, it's probably not a relationship for you. So Yeah, it's going to be hard, but um you know hopefully it'll turn out to be worth it. Yeah, it's like that. Wow, whoa, whoa, I can't
1: remember. It was some some song. It's like some genius lyricist. It was nothing worth having comes easy. <laughs> oh wait, that was me. That's right. But uh... I think you know honestly that's one of the my favorite lines because it it does lend a lot of credence to this type of situation where you know as as to what you were saying is that you know you do still have to work in a relationship. It's not going to be that grind where you're like, I fucking hate you. I hate me, but I'm going to stay with it because fucking marriage. Like that's, that's shouldn't probably be the way that you're approaching it, but you know, it's, it's not going to be at the first sign of a struggle. You go, well, peace out. This isn't for me. Like that's, that's never going to work. That's not conducive to fucking humanity in general. Um, But yeah, I, I, I like it. I think, I think, what you were saying makes a lot of sense, and, you know, hopefully that, that helps them. It always if, does,
0: you know, the things I say make a lot of sense.
1: They they don't. They don't. Usually I say that shit just to placate you, because I know after we end recording, you're like, was that good, Liam? Did I do a good today? And then I have to fucking, like, stroke
0: your ego, because when I'm have not I ever there to stroke you your Liam? cock. You know what I call you. When we get in the show, I'm like, was that good, Daddy? that like good daddy
1: no it's, it's all I I did that to Brittany the other day because I have glasses now <laughs> and um it was, I, I had taken them off to like wipe them down or something, you know? I'd like come on them or something. You're so I right, went to like right. clean my glasses and I was like, hey, Brittany, she was like, oh, I almost forgot what you looked like without them because I've been wearing them every day for like two weeks now. And uh, I was like, oh, so I'm dad. And then I put the glasses on and go, and now I'm daddy. And she goes, I fucking hate you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, she is married to you. It's a requirement. Yeah. I added the fucking
1: for emphasis. My wife never says
0: the F word. It's so funny, too, because she is so vulgar. She says shit a lot. Shit
1: is her. That's her go-to. And she'll call me an ass or an asshole or a whole ass. Um, But she almost never says fuck.
0: Yeah. I think I've heard it once. And usually it's
1: because I'm trying to, like, get her to say it. So it's... (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm an awful human being. I guess there's really no two ways around it.
0: Uh but we wouldn't have you any other way. I don't think you could have me any other way. That's true. That's true. Asshole or bust. <laughs> this comes in from vintage, comma, not old school. I like that. Vintage. All right. Vintage compared to old school. Okay. I think they're both quality terms, but vintage is cool. Uh they said, "I wonder what you got. You're going to love this one too. I really like this one." Um I wonder what you guys think about this. In my household, we really stick true to the vintage gender roles that used to be much more common. I am a stay-at-home mom. I cook, clean, take care of the kids. When my hubby gets home from a hard day at work, I make sure to have a hot dinner on the table and a cold beer waiting for him. A lot of people have said we're setting back equality by doing this, but I think that's ridiculous. We're not doing it because of any moral feeling that it's just how it should be. It's just what makes us happy. He likes being the provider and I like taking care of him. We're not even Christian, so it's nothing about that. I see so many people talking down on more traditionally arranged homes, but we're happy as can be. Thoughts?
1: Dude, let me take this one. Okay. Yeah. So it's funny. Brittany and I just talked about this the other day. So uh, a member of our family, I won't say who it was because I don't think they listen to the show, but just in case. Yeah. Uh, but a member of our family uh, will randomly make offhanded comments about Brittany getting a job. Brittany fucking uh, has a job. She yep. she proofreads books. I mean, it's not a nine to five where she's going out to an office and not only that, but she also has a job in the fact that she's the mother to our children and she's home all day making sure that they're clothed and fed and that Remy is taking his his, uh, his e-learning classes like he should. Like she still has shit to do, but in this person's mind, that's not a, a quote unquote real job and that she doesn't contribute enough because she doesn't go to a job. Yep. I I like and her she, she and she's asked me she's like well do you feel like I don't contribute I'm like fuck that noise I go I actually prefer that she stays home because when I was a kid growing up my mother was a stay at home mom and I loved having that it was a great dynamic that it was like if I came home from school I knew my mom was going to be there if I had uh, musical practice that ran late or soccer practice that ran late I knew my mom could come and pick me up like it was awesome having that. Uh, kind of like that safety net, you know what I mean? Like you don't yeah. feel like you're like, oh fuck, I gotta wait for my parents to get off work. So I'm just gonna sit here on the curb at my high school, right? So I I really enjoy having that for my kids, having that same dynamic, that touchstone. That's why I'm working so hard to be able to be a stay-at-home dad and be able to work exclusively exclusively from home because I love my family. I miss my family when I'm gone at my day job. So I would prefer to be home with them, and if somebody looked at me like, "Oh, you read sex books?" That's not a real job. Fuck you, <laughs> fuck yeah. you. Yeah, it is. Like any jobs, a fucking hand job still a job. <laughs> 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 fucking give me a break here. So I think it's it, it's very telling that. You know, I, I think it's weird that they phrased it in the way that they're like, we subscribe to traditional gender norms. And it's like, Meh. just say that you you like you liked the dynamic of being a stay-at-home mom, you enjoy or wife or whatever it may be, and you like to cook and take care of the house while he goes out and earns the bread or bacon or whatever you want to fucking call it. I think there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's fucking great that you have a dynamic that works for the both of you, Um I would just encourage you to not be defensive if people uh, have a lifestyle that is different than yours. Um, it doesn't seem like you are. It seems like you're you're pretty accepting that uh, you know other people kind of live their lives the the, the the way that they want to, and you just want people to respect the fact that you're living the life the, the the way that you want to live your life. Fucking absolutely nothing wrong with that. Good, good on you. I'm glad you guys have a dynamic that works. So, fucking. That's similar to the one that I have. So I can definitely understand. But what about you, man, like, I feel like you're, you're kind of more of a
0: Mr. Mom. No, not at all. I mean, I, we have, we share pretty equally in the house. Um, you know, like I, I, but we have a similar, similar-ish thing. Like, it's not like I'm expecting to get out of work and have dinner and a beer on the table. First off, I drink beer. Gross. Uh, second off, I'm the cook of the family. So, you know, there's that. But like. We don't have the like, oh, you have this, you have to do this and I work and I have to do this. But yeah, I mean, she is the the stay at home mom, um, you know, and it's it's interesting because our dynamics is even a little weirder, right? Because we're not in a uh, romantic relationship we are just we're co-parents. I have really taken to the term platonic life mate. I fucking love the term. And it, <laughs> it really is fun. That is it, that is a fun way to describe it. Yeah, and it works because that's we're doing life together. We're just not in a relationship. We're friends that are doing life together. It's what I would see you and I doing if, you know, life had somehow gotten weird and like we'd not gotten into romantic relationships just being like you want to just adopt kids together and be dads but like definitely not fuck each other. That's, I think, what we would have ended up doing.
1: I, I mean, we might sit in front of the TV and like lazily give each other hand jobs, but that would probably be about the extent of it. We've already I done don't, that. I don't think you're going to let me put my balls in your assholes, so that's no. probably not going to happen. For <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a deal breaker. That's a deal no, breaker. But,
1: but I think that's that's an interesting that's an interesting concept, right? Like people co-parenting without the romantic aspect, and I think that everybody equates marriage to romance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know but you think about like elderly couples right they've been in it for 50 years but both their hips are fucking broken they're not fucking, <laughs> right. they're not having sex but like they still are married and they love each other like i love you because you're like a right. fucking brother to me you know but i think that that's the i think that's what people get hung up on this this concept of and i you know not to shit on religion but i do think that religion sort of sort of shapes what marriage is and isn't yeah and i don't think there is a definitive line for you know parenting or coupling or or marriage or civil unions or whatever fucking term you want to coin on it um everybody's dynamic is is different britney and my dynamic is different than yours and sarah's it's different from britney's sister and her husband or any of my sisters and their husbands or fucking my parents are are separated but when they were married my marriage is still different from theirs. And like I was saying, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. It's just it, everybody kind of has their own dynamic. And you know, I, I think we, we spend too much time trying to fit people in these uh, comfortable little boxes because we yeah. feel like we need to just be able to uh, assign things to everybody. And I just I don't think that's reality anymore.
0: Well, and there's a lot of comparison in it, too, right? Like if we see something that's different than what we're doing, we start to question what we're doing like oh is what i'm doing right uh when it it yeah i'm i'm 100% with you and that's i think what i want to say to vintage not old school is that um you know honestly when it comes to living your life fuck what everybody else what everybody else thinks like as long as you're not and even in some cases but in general as long as you're not taking away other people's ability to do what they want to do with their lives um then who the fuck cares like that's that's what we came to that's what sarah and i came to was like Sure. Uh, you know, are, are, is it going to be sometimes tough when I'm trying to get into a romantic relationship? Tougher for me than her, but sometimes for her as well. And people are going to have a hard time with our dynamics. Sure. Sure they are. But fuck them because you're going to have to deal with it or don't. Um, You know, are people going to judge that like, you know, it's funny because I swear I saw I saw something. I, I want to say it was a reality show. I don't know what it was, but there was something where it was a similar situation where it was like somebody was she was the stay-at-home mom and like you know she she was she kind of was like i'm i'm like the trophy wife and all that stuff and that's fine if it makes you happy and that's the kind of life you want to live you should fucking do it if you like making you know taking care of cooking as you said cleaning taking care of the kids having dinner on the table with a beer like what the fuck is wrong with that why As long as you're not doing it from some standpoint of, like, oh, I'm subservient to, like, my hero, you know, my my hero, (laughs) godman, husband. And even in that case, I mean, I guess if you're happy and that's your thing, fine. But um, if it's something that you're doing because that's what you like and that's what he likes and you both agree to it and it makes you both happy, then who fucking cares? Like, my, my arrangement at home makes us fucking happy, so we do it. Who fucking cares what anybody else thinks about it? Same Liam and Brittany, like... That's the thing. I I believe, and Liam agrees with me, I believe that you should design your life the way you fucking want it because it's your life. You're the only one that's stuck with it until it's over. You're the only one that's stuck with your specific life. So you should fucking design it how you want it, not how everybody around you tells you it should be or how it's been for centuries or whatever. Fuck that. If, it, if you think that uh, doing your life a certain way will make you happy, then do it. And if it doesn't make you happy, do it a different way. Like... I I hate the thing of people trying, like you were saying, like put people in boxes. I hate that. Fuck that. Do what makes you happy. So if you think it's more traditionally arranged, that's fine. It kind of is. But it's not in the sense that you're not like bowing down, right? You just have an arrangement that works for you both. So cool. Fucking do it. Hope it makes you happy. Hope it continues to make you happy. And if it doesn't, fucking change it.
1: Right. It makes me it makes me think of that that meme that I've seen for the last couple of months coming around where it's like, my religion says I can't do this, and it's like, okay, good. My religion says you can't do this. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's it's a similar concept, right? Like my marriage says I can't do this. All right, cool, good for you. My marriage says you can't do this. Well, fuck your marriage then. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. That's that's exactly right. I get really I get really impassioned about this topic because It frustrates me to no end when I see people who are miserable because they're trying to live a life the way that they, like, have been told they should or that their families do. And I'm like, that's a one-way ticket to fucking misery, you know? Well, like, real talk, and I feel like you and I may
1: have talked about this on the show previously, but, like, when you and Sarah first were trying to figure out your shit, like, I wasn't on board. I was not supportive. I mean, I thought I was being supportive of you because you're my best friend, but I wasn't being supportive of, like, the decisions you guys were making, and it took me a little while to come around. So, like, in some cases, you know, depending on how much your you know, the person that's questioning you means to you, sometimes, yeah, you you do need to be patient and kind of talk them through it and be like, hey, look, I understand your concerns, but me and my partner or whoever, this is what works for us. And, uh, you know, even if you don't agree with it, I still need you to understand it and support it because at the end of the day, you're still my best friend. And like, you know, I, I wasn't like super shitting on you. Like, well, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. If you don't fucking do what I tell you to do, it would never got to that level, but there was definitely uh, a learning curve for me to kind of come to grips with like, all right, yeah, this is a different kind of dynamic, but fuck it. If it works for you guys, why the fuck not? You know? And I think that that's where uh, some people kind of miss the mark. So hopefully the, Through the conversation you and I have just had right now, people kind of will see things through a different lens.
0: Well, yeah. And that's the thing is we also understand and I think you probably do too. vintage, not old school. Like we understand that, um, you know, there's not like in your case, there's not a ton of people that are sticking to the vintage gender roles or whatever that you called it. Like there's not a lot of people, not as many people doing that anymore that aren't like I'm not shitting on this. It just is what it is that aren't like in in kind of strict Christian ish, you know, religions. There's not a lot of people that are doing it outside of that. Right. It's it's much less common. Um, There's in mine and Sarah's case, like I've literally never heard of anybody doing what we're doing. Um, I'm sure people have sort of defaulted to it while they were desperately trying to get away from each other. But like I've I've never heard of anybody doing it. And I've had a lot of people reach out and be like, I wish I could do that. Right, so, um, I so I understand that for a lot of people, because we didn't know either, we didn't know what we were doing in the beginning either. So it was sort of like when we were telling people, they're like, "You're doing what?" And then like we have talked about the fact that in the beginning we were just like, "Yeah, well, can we'll stay in the same house." But we're going to completely, you know, we're going to do a traditional divorce, but we're going to stay in the same house. That's that's the only thing. But now it's like, well, we're still married. We still share in everything. We're still essentially doing, like, the business part of life together, just not the romantic part, right? So that's weird. That evolved. That wasn't what we originally thought it was going to be. But for people hearing that, like, for you hearing that, you're like, what? That's fucking yeah. weird. What are you talking about? That's that's weird. Like, you guys are not together. You're breaking up. Like, you know, what are you doing? So. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird to hear, but it's the same thing with with vintage not old school. Like it's weird. People aren't used to it, and then they get used to it and now I think, you know, now you you see it and you're like, well, yeah. Okay, it's fucking working for you guys. That's awesome. And, you know, um uh, you know, the four of us are now all close. So, I feel like that's that's sort of where you have to be. You have to just be like, okay, no, but I understand other people are going to have weird feelings about it, but it's what I want to do and I'm going to do it and Everybody'll get on board. And you never were a dick to me about it. You were just kind of like, "Nah. No. Uh, I don't I don't think this is a good idea." And
1: Yeah, I thought I was being helpful and in in, in fact, I was being kind of a an asshole. Like and and, and it was cool cuz you didn't, you know, make me feel bad about not being on board cuz I think you understood where I was coming from. Yep. With it, like, it wasn't like you were like, man, Liam's way off the fucking deep end. Like, you literally were like, no, dude, I I get it, but this is what we want to do. We want to try it. And eventually I was like, oh, fucking gay. I'll be be here to support you either way. (laughs) Whatever, as long as you're not killing people i'm 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 on board, well, and then even then I might help you bury the body, so uh, I got bad news. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got some bad i've been reading I've been reading a lot of books that involve killing people recently. Don't worry, <laughs> they're still male male romances, but uh, yeah, I really know how to not only kill people but also hide the bodies. So you just let me know when you need that particular skill set, and I will be there.
0: I'll just take them to ferry because that's all I've been narrating lately is. Fay romances. So, have um, you really?
1: Oh man. I think I've only gotten like one, maybe two like Fay books. Most of my shit is, um, oh dude, I got to do like a straight out, uh, like thriller mystery book that was like kind of sci fi too. Oh, it was super fucking cool. Yeah, like, stop it. it Did the guys fuck? no no it was there was there there was sex but it was sort of like the it's the end of the chapter and they're like and then we turned out the light right like there's, mm-hmm. there wasn't any description yeah. part to it so like that was kind of cool um I mean, kind of cool because then there's also the part of you that's like, no, I want to fucking talk about them fucking. Like, because that's just, you know, it's in my head now to have to do that. Like, I narrate when I'm having sex with Brittany. Like, I say what I'm gonna do, like, oh, and, and what I'm thinking and feeling, and then she usually hits me with something, and then I wake up an hour later with a concussion. It's nice.
0: Yeah, you're like, now I'm gonna come too soon. Uh, all right, here we
1: go. <laughs> that is t- that's that's absolutely pretty accurate right there. <laughs>
0: And now I'm going to let my wife down again. <laughs> <laughs> and now she will question this marriage for the 500 millionth time. time. Yeah, right. In one day. <laughs> In yeah. Just today. Yeah. Listen, we love Britney. She's, she's broken because she's chosen to stay with you. But, you know, we still love her the same. Um Right. Maybe more for it, thank goodness somebody was willing to let you throw them a bone.
1: We love her. We love her like the way that you love one of those dogs that has like a wagon for the
0: back <laughs> wheels <laughs> I'm sending that clip to Brittany just just so she can hear <laughs> the way that you have described her to the world. <laughs> uh, no uh, she's never going to come on the show
1: no, and it's funny because I think this is what like the forty eighth episode, so two more. Man, Two more, Two I more. told I told her she was gonna have to try to come on like the fiftieth. I don't know if she'll actually do it, but um, I'm kick, trying. I'm
0: trying. I'm trying, folks. We'll we'll see. I will threaten to pull out the old. <laughs> <Actually,
1: laughs> threaten to pull out.
0: <laughs> it's really it's really kind of fucking accurate too, and I didn't do that on purpose. I was gonna say to pull out like the old uh, inappropriate Tim Page and like in, invite her to the um, the. Uh, Former honor bride girlfriends club. Oh that yeah, doesn't exist go. anymore. Uh, no, that's I, I don't that's... fucking do that shit anymore. No, nope. uh, <laughs> but it is appropriate <laughs> that I said pull it out. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christ um, Almighty! Brilliant. Listen, all right, we've all done stupid shit. That was definitely the stupidest. But um, yeah, no, she she definitely she needs to come on because I think it will be wonderful. And then we'll have all four of us do a show, and that would just be chaos. Jesus. Oh God. God.
1: If we do that, this is the first off. The show is going to be fucking three hours long, (laughs) and then second off, everybody's going to be talking over each other,
0: uh, (laughs) and it's just going to be fucking madness. That's, I mean, generally describes our podcast to a T. Yeah,
1: I was going to say none of that sounds bad though, so like I'm still on board.
0: Yeah. Well. You have that to look forward to. So that'll do it for this round of shitty advice. If you need some shitty advice from us, you can go to our website at thelovegods.lol. Yes, it's .lol because it's fucking hilarious. Thelovegods.lol. You can send your question in there. We'll answer it on an upcoming episode. We would love to hear about your fucking wonderful life. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And we've got like between us, I don't know, 400, 500 fucking audiobooks. So oh, you yeah. should go listen to them. That'd be really cool. And uh, last but not least, make sure you check out our sponsor at BetterHelp.com/slash/lovegods for a 10% discount on your first month. I'm Tim Page. I'm Liam DiCosimo. and we are the Love Gods.